there were some pretty important people in my life, and I kind of was hoping for their support. Mm-hmm. And I was two weeks out of getting out of the army, and um, I was on the phone with one of them, and I said, "I'm coming home. You know, I'm done. I'm I, I made it. I did it. Yeah, all of the above." Uh, yep. Saw some shit, heard some shit, felt some shit. And then the person said to me, I don't know why you're coming back home here. Nobody wants you around here. You've changed. And, and I, I, I just hung up the phone and I, I was on duty. I was in the motor pool and I was getting, you know, Told I was supposed to go somewhere. I was on the phone. Hold on, let me get this phone call. Welcome to the Stigma Free Vet Zone podcast. Our mission is to help veterans and their family members transition from military to civilian life and culture. As best we can, we avoid stigmatizing names and terms. We feature conversations with those who have encountered unexpected reactions in their journey, including nightmares, rage, and isolation. Participants in our segments share experiences that make them uniquely qualified to join the quest to identify, understand, and resolve these enormous life challenges. Stigma-Free Vet Zone is brought to you by the Orban Foundation for Veterans. Learn more by visiting the Orban Foundation for Veterans.org and donations are always welcome at the Orban Foundation for Veterans.org slash donate. Thank you for embarking on this educational journey with the Stigma-Free Vet Zone podcast. Here's today's segment. Corey Post is our guest on today's edition of Stigma Free Vet Zone. Corey, I've found to be kind of an interesting fella. He has a couple of personas that are fun to listen to. We're going to ask him about something special along the way today, something maybe about toilet flappers. And uh, that's all part of the healing process here. Good morning or good afternoon, whatever it is. Corey, how you been? Oh, I've been great, Scott. Thanks for having me on. You know, there's such a thing in language where you switch code and uh, kind of talk the way people talk around you. And I have to tell you, when I'm talking with you, you know, I'm a German, uh, Dutchman, a little Polish, whatever, but I don't have any Italian in me, but something pushes me to do my Uncle Tony. But there's only one Uncle Tony, isn't there? That's correct, Scott. There's only one Uncle Tony. Talk to me, Uncle Tony. All right, hold on. Let me let me try to find him quick. <laughs> hey, hey, what do you want over there? <laughs> hey, how you how you doing over there? Yeah, that's Uncle Tony. How you doing, Uncle Tony? Ah, uh, pretty good there, Snapperhead. Uh, hey, uh, it's a good show. You know, you can get your uh, your, your feelings out there. You know. Hey, it's like it's like whether people like it or not, okay? Yeah, and that—that's just how it goes some days. That's right. That's right. Now, 
Now, Corey, back to Corey. Uh, if you hey. can find Corey, yeah, uh, get Corey back on your Uncle Tony. Get over here, you dummy. Okay, yes. All right. Uncle Tony is kind of a special guy because he he seems to be one of the many coping mechanisms that you've come upon since your time in Iraq. And we'll talk more about Uncle Tony in a moment. But first, I want to talk a little bit about your very enlistment. I think you might say, I think you might say, Corey, that a lot of things about me and a lot of things about you aren't uh, necessarily down the normal path. And that applies where your enlistment is involved because most people enlist in the service, you in the uh, army, a little later than most. Tell us about your enlistment. I I enlisted when I was 34. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Went into the army. It was August in Missouri was basic training and then um AIT was right there as well like literally right down the road a couple yep. buildings and I joined to give my family health care it was yep. an instant thing I felt I all I had to do was uh run jump push-ups whatever ended up going to Iraq in I was stationed in Hawaii ended up going to Iraq in it was 2008 through the year 2009 so we were there a year and um then came back to hawaii what neck of the woods were you around there in iraq in iraq we we were dumped off in uh Mosul at the airfield there and um were escorted back to our shoes which is a little trailer that we stayed in mm-hmm. and that was surreal walking off the plane it was <laughs> it's like here we go you know here we go this is it so yeah you had to switch your channels to to accept that. Yeah. Can you kind of feel it in the air, the different heat? What time of the year did you get there? I got there in, I believe it was November. Mm-hmm. And then we left a year after that, November, damn near to the day. And I remember walking off how hot it was. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to Hawaii... You know, when you get off the plane and you say you're from Wisconsin, you can smell it. It smells like that tropical, the dome in, in Milwaukee, the domes. It smells just like that. I'll never forget that. And Iraq had the same same thing going on with it, I felt in my head. It was just like, wow, I'm here I am, you know. Now, you did your time there, did a lot of different things uh, in Iraq there, and got, got back here and kind of changed you, huh? Yes, it was a thing that I knew was coming, but I didn't know how to feel it. I don't know if it was going to go over my head or just hit me in the mouth. I didn't, I didn't know. So that, that was the scary part. And then my family was on a whole nother different level that I needed to worry about too. I felt the need to protect them. Yes, that and um, do everything I can to to stay at the job to not worry yeah to protect to protect them yes uh, for one reason or another kind of uh caught up with you huh yeah it caught up with me um i do go to meetings once a month and i'm part of a live pts discussion thing on on the internet and it's it's quite fulfilling 
it's it's a deep thing the change mm-hmm. and it's some of it i'm not happy about some of it i accept other times it knocks me right down and i try to find there's different there's different levels of it too there's yeah anger which turns to this which turns to that and you're floating in a, a boat and it's just you're up and down and and in the end, you really, really kind of have to deal with that yourself. So it's been, an, it's been quite a road to get to know myself again, and and mm-hmm. to be the person that people want around. That's important for me. It's the self work. Interesting that you say that to be the person people want to have around, because you've told me in the past, Corey, about kind of a live and let live thing that you have in your philosophy uh, about getting through all of this that, uh, you know, just do your thing and be at peace and not necessarily be judgmental. Is that kind of accurate? That, that's real accurate. I, it's, it's, uh, I have a few things that I do personally for therapy. M- music is the first thing. I get up. Yep. I take my uh, meds that I, they tell me to take just so I, you know, I'm, I'm square on that. Mm-hmm. I get a water and I sit there and I, I, uh, I jam music as loud as my stereo will allow it. And yeah. I go through many genres. I, I, I throw on Slipknot. I try to scream along with it. Slayer. I mean, we can, and then all the way down to Prince, you know, or, or, or the Commodores or, 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 mm-hmm celebrate by cooling the gang or just and i i'm certain songs give me certain memories and when i'm kind of down i'll play them up uppity tunes like like you got this uh uh, pat on the back song you done good kind of thing or or just i switch to oldies and it just it makes my brain go to that moment and I smile and, and then I think it, it's going to be okay. I can still pull that out and feel that through music. And yeah. I also do, I, I like the river float down the river, fish slash boat camping. And, uh, do you intensely fish when you're floating down the river or, or what does your mind do when you're doing a river float, say in a canoe? river float thing a lot of people have to have the music going i turn it off on purpose um i'll fish then my arm will get tired um (laughs) and then i just uh float and to me floating down that river is is kind of a spiritual thing because you're 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 everything you're taking in is natural yeah the sound of the waves hitting the canoe has a certain thing the wind the way the trees move um, one time, I, I, funny story, I, I, I was floating down the river and I, and I heard these, uh, I heard a squabble, like, like just trouble. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, um, the water was getting roughed up kind of sound and it was around the corner, you know, and I just, wow, this is cool. What is that? You know? And yeah. Then, and then, and then I, I'm, I'm thinking at that immediate time, there's no, PTSD at that time and I'm floating around the the bend and, and there's two um, what I believe to be 
bald eagles, the the brown ones, not the white crested uh, yellow feet kind of ones with the, the other two little brown ones. And they were there, and they were fighting over a fish. Uh. And and the the sound that the wings made and, and the whole experience, I didn't even think of grabbing my camera. I, I was just in awe. And then uh, kept floating down a little bit more, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, that, that I'm the only one that saw that. That was so cool. And then yeah. I'm thinking, you'll probably never see that again. And I do, because it's a memory now that I kind of forced into my brain, and I, I can see that. And I, and then I kind of expect that when I float down the river like that. I just it in touch with nature thing. Yeah. Is there anything else that you, you generally turn to, or how how do you do? How I'm, do you do it? I like to make up that character, Tony, Uncle Tony. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of an Italian. He doesn't he doesn't know much, but he thinks he does. And the funny part about it is he's trying to be real serious, and we all know he's he's just blowing steam, you know. <laughs> but uh, I'll do that character, and then I'll record that. There's a filter on Snapchat that I use, and, and yeah. uh, it kind of nails the whole thing. And um, I put that up, and a lot of people like that. A lot of people, I get requests and on what topics and, and what not to do. So it's really yeah. it's nice to hear the feedback of, of it making people laugh, because that's a real big part of me. Mostly I'm music and make you laugh, but I can be serious, too. Is Uncle Tony something that uh, you did in Iraq or or in the service, or is that something born? Was Uncle Tony introduced to your life afterwards? My friend Travis used to um, put on the Snapchat and do the same kind of stuff. Um, then I went on Snapchat. I was I was mimicking him because he was just it's just priceless. There's so many videos out there that I could I could plug, but I. And he, he'd have these filters on and start talking weird. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's funny. I'm like, that's pretty funny thing to do with all these characters that are the, the filters you can, you can pick from. And I found this one. I can't remember if he did it first or I did it first, but I'll give him credit. If he did it first, that's where it came from. And I just come up with the, kind of like a Andrew Dice play um just Uncle Tony I mean everybody every every, bit, every Italian's got an Uncle Tony and he talks like that so we run with it <laughs> yeah go do it those things that you turn to those are your things have you seen or paid attention or have you noticed how veterans all kind of have their individual things and 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 their individual ways and kind of pick from each other a little bit about what does it for them, what calms Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we as outsiders looking at that veteran for their uh, hobbies that they enjoy, you have to show them you're kind of interested too because it, the whole thing is, wow, this, this hobby to that veteran – is is what does it, yeah. and and we need to show some interest and and not uh, be negative about that and hold their hand through that. Maybe try it with them, you know. Maybe yeah. maybe if if uh, 
If say I like the canoe thing, why don't you come sit in the canoe with me and we'll just float and say yeah. nothing and see what happens in our brain. And you have to be able to do that, I believe, because we yeah. all need to reach out. And and reaching out to me means telling you about my hobbies and just know that I love that. I love to yeah. do that. And 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 we'll all be okay if we all kind of jump into the same boat per se and float down the same river. There's a fine line though, isn't there with pushing your healing methodologies onto someone else when in reality, sometimes the only thing a veteran, uh, you or I or whomever wants or needs is for somebody to just be there and listen and hear about your hobbies and just, just yes. be there. And and it, I call it showing up. It's not my term. I just that's the one that hits me the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I believe that's half the battle for that veteran. You can tell if you're if you're if you're in tune, you can tell that they're they're reaching out. And it's our job to at least grab the hand, sit down on the rock with them in the rain sit on the floor with you and let's cry it out. Let's, you know, but the the big picture is they're still here. Yeah. We we can, we can put out any fire you got, but you're still here. And that's that to me. And and like you, you were saying too, it could backfire to you push, you you know, you gotta be careful. You gotta gotta be careful and not push people. And, Mm -hmm. and, it, it helps a lot. It really does. Yeah. When you get down to it, uh, the job isn't necessarily to try to fix that veteran or to heal that veteran, is it? Exactly. I, I, I don't. I don't think that helps. And I think um, it, without without knowing it, I think people will give feedback to that veteran in in that manner. Yeah. And and we me. As a veteran, I I know I'm not going to be healed. So all I need at that point, it feels like, is it's just somebody there with a hand on your back, and it, as simple as that. And and it it, it just it just helps. Mm-hmm. What what did you refer to that again? Uh, being there, um, showing up, showing up, show up. We yeah. got to show up. When you see the yeah. hand go out, you gotta shake it. It's, you gotta show up, be there. Yeah. And, and be that. That's interesting that you just said that that way. Uh, when you see the hand go out, because one thing that I know veterans, me, maybe you, I don't know, but uh-huh. uh, we have a hard time reaching our hand out sometimes. It is, especially. If you've done that a lot, there's, 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 people think you're crying wolf, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'll tell you right now, if the people think you're crying wolf, you need to dump them people right now and, and, and get you a circle, um, that, that will pick you up when you go down, no matter what. I mean, it, it, you cry wolf all day to me. I'll be right there by your side going through it. Yeah, and I can't put it anywhere other than that. It's just a beautiful thing when it works. Yeah, 
Um, there's a lot of things that go into it working, but we, we can't not try. Um, yeah. like, hey man, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of figure it out. It's like, man, I just went this, I did, I did that and this week and this and that. And man, and then traffic got me and then, and, you mm-hmm. know, I was late to work, spilled my coffee. Those are all good things. That's a vent right there. Yeah. But if somebody types like, a, you know, three words, like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a flag for me. I, I will be in the car halfway to your house before I find out what you meant by that. Because yeah. it's that important, that split second of somebody's reaction or somebody saying something that, that will make them go one way or the other. And we don't want them to go the one way, the permanent way. Yeah. In a situation like that, one has to think, okay, I, I, I don't, this, I'm not going to fix this. I just want him to know I'm right here, buddy. Yeah. We could, we'll hog all day and cry, uh, but I'm here. I, I, I care. Yeah. It's kind of a toxic situation and some, with some people who the, the fixers, so to speak, if, if they try to tell you, Yes. Hey, man, you should do this. I, I, I do this when, when, uh, I'm having a problem. Uh, I think you told me one time you knew a guy who actually took notes when you were telling him something. And now you have to step away from that, huh? Yeah. Some, some things are just too toxic for you to try and fix in your head. And, and it's, and it's time to like put that up on a shelf and just let it fester by itself. Um, you have to use, you have to have boundaries for people because if, if, a, if you're triggered, okay, you, you mm-hmm. let by that person and his thoughts and, and, and things and what he says back to you. If you're not getting what you need, you, you, you need to get rid of that. And yeah. I've done that on, on, on the social media. It's just, I can't, and I'm not trying to fix them. I love them people. Yeah, but I just can't do it right now. And and we all and if you want to put that person on pause, that is perfectly okay. Don't don't knock them down and 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 say yeah he's a dick and shit like that. It's mm-hmm. it, it's love them, put them on the on the on the side of the uh, shelf there, and think about what you need to say to that person. And if, if they can't go by that and, and then they're not, they're not really something you need to hear. You know, mm-hmm. if it triggers you, I mean, if it triggers you, it triggers you. It's a smell. It's a song. It's those, uh, those eagles on the side of the road. It's good and bad. I mean, just you have to set limits for people. To be, you know, and you're nothing special. We're not, we're not looking for, we're not looking. For, I don't like to say stuff and, and like have somebody sit there and hug me. You know, I'll get through it. There's some things I can do by myself and then some things I can't, yeah. but you need to get rid of those people. Yeah. Um, just tell them how you feel and, and just, you got to kind of wing it there. I mean, not everybody's going to be in your circle. 
And some of those might have been in a fairly close circle before you left, before you went. That's true. To uh, Iraq. That's true. Um, well, uh, there were some pretty important people in my life, and I kind of was hoping for their support. Mm-hmm. And I was two weeks out of getting out of the Army, and um, I was on the phone with one of them. And I said, I'm coming home. You know, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I made it. I did it. Yeah. All of the above. Uh, yep. Saw some shit, heard some shit, felt some shit. And then the person said to me, I don't know why you're coming back home here. Nobody wants you around here. You've changed. And, and I, I just hung up the phone and I, I was on duty. I was in the motor pool and I was getting, you know, told that I was supposed to go somewhere. I was on the phone. Hold on. Let me get this phone call. And that was said to me. It was the last thing that was said to me before I ended that call. And I had to kind of like go back, back to work and, and, uh, excuse my French, but that fucking hurt. Yeah. You know, I'm a tough guy. I can, I can deal with a lot of shit. Scott, uh, you know, yeah. we all have the fight in us. We all right. got one more fight. Yep. And, and, but that knocked me down. And I couldn't get back up from that for a while. It yeah. still, it still makes me not want to eat. You know, this makes my stomach weird. And I can't control that when I get triggered by that. Um, mm-hmm. and that's something I'm still struggling with. However, I'm doing good with it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe I'm, I to turn it into comedy. I turn that into, like I said, I'll throw a song on or damn it. I'm going, I'm going camping with the dog for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- I know that the most painful thing that was said to me was that. Mm-hmm. And I know if I, if, if I could skate around that, like skiing down a hill and missing the trees, you know, if I can get to that bottom that day and that run through this, it's like a challenge. All right, you're triggered. Now what? So now, yeah. now I have to use my, okay, I can call Scott. I can call my dad. I can call yeah. this guy, that guy. I can Zoom. I can I can go right down to the clinic if I need be. Yeah. Um, I can, and then all the negative shit over here. Well, I can put my hand through the drywall. I can smash a TV, I can, and then we're all, you know, it just doesn't compute out. It's a, so it's... Yell at the family. Yeah. It, and that was family that said that to me, direct family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll never forget that. Yeah. And it, it harmed our relationship severely. Yeah. Because I, like I said before, I, I mean, if you don't, it ain't, if it's not in your best interest, I mean, you're, you have to try you have to try but mm-hmm. if it just ain't working out man, you have to put it up on the shelf and out of sight out of mind that or, or something I mean I, I was even to the point where I had to go talk to somebody and I did yeah yeah and and she made me gave me some insights that were like you know what you're right and it, and it allowed me to 
let go a little bit of that. Yeah. And uh, let them dangle. Just... Corey, one of the things you haven't mentioned is uh, you have a, an avocation come October. You start up a chainsaw, and it's not necessarily to cut down trees. You're scaring the bejesus out of some people, Corey, with what you do, and it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I um, in October the uh, the season for all the Halloween haunts yep. start opening up, and I work for one, and I dress up as Leatherface, and <laughs> it's full on. Uh, almost full contact staring and I've, I've, <laughs> I've got video. I've got, I've got it all of that. And, and people, they pee their pants and they crap their pants <laughs> and they say funny stuff. I had, I had, I have numerous people every, see where we go, we go every weekend in October. So you're mm-hmm. working, you're working that Friday night, sometimes that Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Friday, and it's 7 a.m. or I mean 7 p.m. till <laughs> geez, sometimes it's one in the morning, but it, it, it's, I do it for free. I love it so much that I, I would do it for free and I do. And, uh, that's, yeah, that's another persona. That's another thing I go to once I put that mask on. It's, it's, it's work time, you know, and, and, yeah, yeah. and it's PG 13. So bring your kids, man. Bring your kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, Uncle Tony behind the leather face mask with a chainsaw. We can all imagine that. And uh, otherwise known as Corey Post, Army veteran, Iraq veteran. And uh, thanks for your insights today, Corey. It's really good. I appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for having me on. And I just hope everybody can find some peace out there. Find your thing and. And go do it and tell people leave you alone for a bit. You bet. That's Corey Post. On behalf of everybody here at the Orban Foundation for Veterans and the Stigma-Free Vet Zone, I thank everybody for listening. And a reminder, as always, if you find yourself in any kind of mental distress, do not hesitate to call 988 and hit prompt 1. Get some help. Don't worry about it because I'll tell you, folks, as we always say here, this is educational. It's not stigmatizing. Again, thanks a lot, Corey. You bet, Scott. You be well. That's Corey Post, and I'm Scott Schultz. Thank you for listening to the Stigma-Free Vet Zone podcast. Your feedback is welcomed and encouraged. You'll find contact information on our webpage, OrbanFoundationForVeterans.org. While you're there, please consider making a contribution. Donations help us continue to bring greater hope, understanding, and resolution on issues of civilian readjustment for all military veterans and families. Anyone who donates to the podcast will receive a free copy of the book, Sold Out, Conquering the Experiences of War by Michael Orban. Thanks for joining us, and please tune in again.